0: Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined as I always am by my bosom buddy, Bobby Castrone. Hey bye. Hey Dan,
1: you are joined by me. Here I am, right across from
0: you. Ugh. Oh, does feel feels, like a while. It's it does. While.
1: You know what? It feels a little different. It feels like somebody's been somebody's been sitting in my seat. It feels a little like a little three bears situation here. It doesn't feel right. <laughs>
0: Are you referring somebody, to Mark Sessler, Is that what happened? Uh, my friend and podcast partner over at the NFL, sitting here in yeah. the throwback podcast corner of the garage, yeah. doing a Thursday night football mini pod yeah. for my deeply successful around the NFL podcast brand.
1: Right. Yes, I heard that. I heard that that happened here, and um, of course, uh, you know, I'm fine with Mark sitting in my How seat. Are you, though? I'm okay with that. I like Mark. I feel like he's uh he's sanitary. I'm not worried about like anything anything gross happening in this chair at all. Like I think that's okay. But I think that you have Wait, what?
0: <laughs> what like like a splooge scenario? I'm saying what, i am just say I I'm
1: I'm completely comfortable with Mark. However, I do have one request, nay demand. Mm. If you're going to do this other podcast that you're still doing, mm-hmm. in this garage, mhm you can call it Hansis Manor. This is Hansis Manor. But this right here yeah. is the Throwback Podcast Studio. That is the You are a very the, small man. That is the official title of where we are sitting. <laughs>
0: All right, I will do that. It is the Throwback Podcast Studio. You know what? That's fair. And I any any additional Thursday night football recaps, I will make sure to to say that. You can say
1: throwback studio if you need to. You know, like Okay, let the, me write this down. Yep, yep. I can give Throw you some options. Back you don't write it down. I, I wrote this all up and I'll just leave you a copy. In the lawsuit? I'll leave you a lawsuit. copy. Yes.
0: I'm not filing the lawsuit, but I want no, you to know this I with want the you lawsuit. you
1: see it and then you could absorb it.
0: Now, I want you to know, you know, like um, in like a Saved by the Bell episode where let's say Kelly and Jeff are canoodling and then let's say Lisa Turtle sees them.
1: Wait, Jeff from the summer
0: episodes? Jeff from the summer yeah, episodes. Yeah. Lisa sees Jeff with another girl. Right. That was the cricket. Oh. The cricket has not made a single appearance the entire summer in this garage. The one time I cheated on you yep. here in the corner, there's fucking Lisa Turtle, the, the cricket. Lisa the cr- Cricket. The cricket knows. <laughs> Lisa Cricket. Snitching.
1: Well done. Snitching. <laughs> Thank you, Cricket. I'm sorry <laughs> I killed your mom. With that off-brand cricket spray one year ago. Uh, Yeah,
0: I'm sure it wasn't an instant death. (laughs) No, it was painful when you go uh, uh, off the rack. But Um, yes, it's
1: been a while. We've had we had our been a while. We had our throwback uh, State of the Union. Don't care. Don't care. Dinner. Yes, you do. You were there. We we went to Musso and Frank's.
0: We did a establishment that just today in the L.A. Times, in fact, big write-up about their 100th anniversary.
1: There you go. We were there on their 99th year, and then some, sitting one table away from Dita Von Teese.
0: That was great. Wasn't that great? Dita Von Teese, if that name kind of rings a bell, but also it's not there for you right now. She was the like turn of the millennium around 2005 era. She was on television a lot as like a, a new age burlesque type performer.
1: Yeah, burlesque, and, had, burlesque had its moment around then. Had a so, moment. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then she was banging Marilyn Manson married
1: to Marilyn Manson
0: we found out later through research that she was married to him which helps explain the the sugar boy that she was with yeah she
1: was with this young <laughs> studly young man and when the uh, it's like
0: a Ron she, Goldman type <laughs>
1: very Ron Goldmany.
0: it's like a cross between Ron and Cato and
1: when the uh, when the check arrived we watched as she pulled out her card and paid for little Ronnie's uh, dinner
0: so essentially if you really want to like cut to the nitty-gritty Marilyn Manson paid for his yes. ex-wife <laughs> to buy this little boy dinner. Now and then go, you know, get the gash out.
1: Did we discuss the throwback podcast and how we're going to make this product better? No, we were just watching Dita Von Teese dinner, but we probably she looked good. Have. By the way, look great.
0: We were on the Wikipedia and uh, 45 years young, I believe now, uh, and, and she she looked the same as she did uh, in her Marilyn Manson days. Yeah. So that was a little slice of Hollywood. It's in the middle of like a really shitty area of Hollywood. Everything smells like piss. But then you go in there. You say that's a time yeah. machine.
1: You say the shitty area of Hollywood. It's literally the area of Hollywood that everybody from out of town goes to. Right. That this is Hollywood. So there you go. But um, I don't know. Did we did we make our podcast better that night? Did we do anything of substance besides eat steak and pork chops and french fries and
0: uh, drink a lot? I had three whiskey sours. You did. In honor of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was drinking some bourbon. You had some bourbon, uh, no, but we there was some good bread. Did, have we mm-hmm. talked about it on the show? Oh, I, that reminds me. I have a I have an idea. Okay. So we've been doing this for like eighty five episodes now. Yep, uh, something like that, which is probably too long. Some
1: would say. Yeah, like, that by, by some. Up, by some, I mean my wife.
0: Yeah. yeah, opening up the kimono, going above the treetops here. Uh, it did come out, What is the future of the Throwback Podcast? And we came out of it. Uh, thinking let's just keep going and we'll know when to end it. But then I was thinking about what would be a good like, barometer and maybe the audience can help us when to end the show. What if we get a three-strike um, scenario? Okay. If we tell a story that we've already told previously on the show, that's a strike. And if we do it three times and get called out by the audience a third time, the show ends immediately at that point. Because at that point we're just retelling old stories over and over again, and at that point we we obviously if we're retelling the same bullshit stories over and over again, right? It's time to shut this down as a nostalgia factory.
1: Okay, I'm okay. I'm Thoughts? On, uh, I think I'm on board with that. Does that include like making the same joke three times?
0: No jokes and other things uh, of like mediocre white guy stuff. Just, Does it
1: include you saying that you like a slow final track of the album three no. times? Okay.
0: No telling like anecdotes like what I was just about to say which does not count as a strike just okay. for everyone to know um, that when you and I worked at TJ Fridays in the summer of 2000 and we were on one of our health kicks uh, trying to get trim and we said, Hey, you gotta be careful. You know, everybody says the same thing. When you work in the restu- restaurant in- uh, industry, it's very easy mm-hmm. to, you know, grab a little food here, grab a testado nacho there. A lot of those br- garlic breadsticks. There. Yeah. 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 So we said, all right, let's just take it easy, and you know, we'll just nosh on these garlic sticks yeah. every once in a while. We come to find out at the end of the summer, after we had been ingesting six to eight of these every work shift, uh, that they were the fattiest thing on the they entire were like menu.
1: Two thousand calories each. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not smart.
0: We were like Gilbert Grape's mom by the end of the summer. It was like, why aren't we getting <laughs> pussy? welcome to Tuesday
1: Fridays? <laughs> yeah, it was a good time.
0: Uh, so uh, yeah, we can't
1: tell that story again.
0: No. Okay, deal. That's out. Um, I oh, remember Liz, the manager.
1: Oh, I we should so we should get much. into Liz when we get into this because we're going. I mean, we're going further God, back than her. you did love her.
0: I wrote. All right, we'll get into. It. <laughs> oh, then right, we, could, th-
1: we could also talk about one of my ultimate lifetime regrets of like an opportunity missed. That same summer, okay. TGI Friday.
0: Summer of two thousand. All right, but before um, we get into those stories, let's frame today's episode. It's time for another countdown episode. It is the top ten. This week, 30 years ago, 1989. Have you noticed 1989 has had a major moment in the last year to, you know, one to three years? I'd say starting with the Taylor Swift album. Yeah, that
1: helped. That really shone a light on 1989.
0: um, Which really was, in addition to being one of the best albums of the decade, IMO. See, because I'm talking about a youthful pop star. Yeah, you're going young. I I got that. that I got that. I got got that. It was one of the best. Albums of the decade and also perfectly nailed some of the vibes of the music of that era, the pop music. Um, And then you'll see certain things pop up in movies with flashbacks and things that people love to hit 89. All right. It's like that perfect spot. So it's good that we're hitting that year.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's why this is the best podcast that will never end unless we say the same story
0: three times in a row. Remember Fridays when we had those breadsticks? They were so delicious. That's one strike. Fuck. Anyway, so we're going to go through the top 10. And um, as we always do we, to get things going, we like to pick songs that fell in the top 100 outside the top 10. Um, Bob, do you want to get us going with your choice?
1: Why don't you hit play on this motherfucker and I will. Here we go. We are starting with Great White, Too Once soon, bro. Bitten, Twice Shy.
0: What is this Rolling Stones knockoff bullshit? Oh, come on.
1: This was one of my favorite songs of the decade when I was nine years old.
0: I get it. Let's listen.
1: the piano, I fucking for whatever reason this song this song worked for me at nine ten years old. I had the cassette single. Where's the chorus? It's coming up. There's one more, and then the chorus kicks in. I had the uh, cassette single of this, and uh, I remember when my dad got it for me. He listened to the whole thing because there was the single, and then there were two other songs. And he told me when he handed me the tape, I was not allowed to listen to the other two songs. <laughs>
0: Why not?
1: Because they were very, uh, they were adult. A, very adult, and this song is very adult. If you listen to the words, it's all like a big uh, metaphor. Here comes the chorus right now.
0: I don't remember this being so simple. I thought it had more. In my mind, it had more of a '80s heavy metal sheen to it. Yeah, like this layers. It's a little more bouncy with the piano, and I don't think it's good. I think it's quite <laughs> dreadful, actually.
1: Well, it's very like when you listen to Unskinny Bop now, like it's right. in, it's in that world of like. But at oh, least wait, that
0: has that generic '80s sheen to it. This is a little. This bit, is
1: al- this is almost like Southern Rocky. Which a is, little I think, bit
0: like my like, bluesy almost
1: bluesy. Like I grew up like my my dad loved ACDC and Leonard Skinner, so those were like. The two rock bands that I listened to a lot as a kid And this kind of fits somewhere in between the two
0: um, Did you know that they didn't write the song?
1: I did know that, yeah that's who is cover. it? cover, Ian Dated? Hunter That's right
0: Released it in 1975 It was a pretty decent hit on the UK singles chart um, Some guy named Sean Cassidy Was he like a teen heart I think he something? was, yeah um, He recorded in 1980 and then yes, in 1989 This version released as a single Charted at number 5 uh, on the Billboard Hot 100 That's insane that this Huge is the number hit. 5 song
1: Yeah, and I didn't know Of course that Great White didn't write it At the time, I just knew that it was a None case- of that mattered when you were young Of course not, it like was a cassette was single Where I was only for. allowed to listen to one of the three songs And there was like a hot 80s babe on the cover And I was all in
0: Hot babe And then of course there was the matter of that fire,
1: yeah that that came later, which
0: by the way, if you ever want a sobering read, oh yeah, or if you ever want to go to a down a dark dark wiki wormhole, read about the station fire in Rhode Island that great white was the headlining act in a small club for you know people that were into eighties rock, so it was a bunch of older like. 40 somethings that went to see their favorite rock band. They were in this club, a pyrotechnic display sets the whole place on fire. And basically everyone burns alive. Fucking heavy shit.
1: Heavy shit. You went to school in new England. And I remember talking to one of your friends who grew up in Rhode Island and asking him about it and realizing at that moment when he was like, yeah, of course, like everybody, Rhode Island is so small. Like everybody knew somebody Mm.
0: there. Yeah, that was sad. And he uh, was, was his name Jack White? What was the re- lead singer of uh, Great White?
1: Was it? I have no idea. Again, I was Mom. nine years old. I didn't know what I was supposed to know everything about Great White. Again. <laughs> Why didn't you
0: check Wikipedia in 1989? Again. Uh, just hot 80s uh, Dave on the cover. His name was Jack Russell. There you go. And they sold over 10 million records worldwide and they had hits like this, but they're only gonna be remembered for that fire. And I believe it it's in addition to being a horrific tragedy, became a massive litigation and criminal right. shit show for the right. entire band. So and more importantly than all of this, weird. though,
1: I obeyed my father and only listened to the first song for many years. Only years later, when I got the cassette out, <laughs> did I listen to the other two songs and realized like he was probably right. I was not ready. What
0: was it what were the I other don't two remember. songs? Like? <laughs> Fucking the we, devil
1: I'll find them I'll, uh, I'll tweet them out If they exist anywhere online. I'd look
0: them up now But I never want to hear Another great white That's song That's fair That's very again. fair But you know what I could listen to all the time
1: What? I'm so You got very excited When you picked out your song And I don't know what it is So I can't wait
0: um, I'll give you one hit Handsome drummer With a big old attitude Def Leppard And lots of money How many arms <laughs> We did our PLJ episode? <laughs> we did. Was this in the PLJ episode? I don't care if it was because we're listening to no. it again. I don't think it was. Don Henley, the end of The Innocence."
2: Really, you're
1: gyrating a lot Of course Really, are we listening to the whole song? (laughs) My best Stop, stop what you're
0: doing This is the end Now everybody likes to fuck with Don Henley Because he's a piece of shit And I get that and he was um, the biggest asshole in the Eagles, which is really saying something. Right, right. Uh, and uh, if you haven't, one of the great rock docs is the Eagles um, documentary that came out a few years ago. I think it's on Netflix. You could skip the second part where they get a, a little too serious about their Hell Freezes Over tour in <laughs> 1993. But all the lead up 70s into 80s and their breakup is really interesting. Um This was his big solo debut. Well, not his debut. He had, of course, Boys of Summer, which was one of the biggest hits of the 80s. But then he went underground for five years. And who knows what Don Henley does when he's underground? He goes underground. He shows up in 89 and releases this album, also titled The End of the Innocents, with like four huge hits on it. He has long hair. Like, remember (laughs) the rapist in um, Showgirls?
1: Oh, who doesn't remember the rapist in Showgirls? He
0: basically comes out of hiding looking like that guy. Smoking cigarettes in the album cover And just drops this album and then disappears again
1: Is this the one that has Heart of the Matter? Yes That's the
0: best song ever Gorgeous song (laughs) Also has In a New York
1: minute Yeah
0: (laughs) I mean And by the way Don Henley not a rapist No no of course not Just looks
1: like the rapist from Showgirls
0: His hairstyle was very similar Right In fact the Showgirls costume designer I'm sure used Don Henley as a a reference image Right Yeah That makes sense But anyway how do you not love this song? I know it's not like a cool song, but doesn't it not it, it kind of transport you a little bit?
1: There's nothing to hate about it.
0: Aside, shut from the that. fuck up! Sax solo. <laughs> you set me up for that. <laughs> Go ahead. No. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's 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 fucking. Is it the most adult contemporary song ever released in the history of popular music? I think it might be. This I mean, the sax, solo,
1: to the sax solo takes. Well, Walking to Memphis is like the standard. What is the better. most
0: adult contemporary song in the history of popular music? I think it's this. Is it
1: Fast Cars by Tracy Chapman? That's in the mix as well. Yeah, that's in
0: the mix. But having like an aging white, I feel like helps you. You need that. If that you want true. to be the most adult contemporary. That is true. She was a young black woman, Tracy yeah, Chapman. Yeah, she
1: was like the Serena Williams of adult contemporary.
0: All right. I just listened to that that one over and over again.
1: I think we just did. I think we listened to that at least three times just now.
0: But it really does. Um, it's one of those songs that um, evokes a, a, a sense of nostalgia. So I do love it. It's, it's I don't, been I don't on know, slowdown mixes. I don't in think my it past. makes me
1: feel nostalgic because I don't remember listening to it back then, but it's just a song that's been around.
0: Yeah, that's not a nice way to say it. I'm sorry. It's a song that's been around. I'm sorry. You've been around. I kinda wish too long. I
1: kinda wish that you picked my backup song instead of Great White, the Bobby Brown Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack. You don't get it both ways. On Bob. our own. I know I don't. You should have
0: taken Bobby Brown. I should have. I have no regrets about Don Henley. Can you I have say no regrets the same thing? I have no regrets about, about Great Russell White. Russell White. Great
1: White. And we added some great station fire talk. Zero regrets. Although it would have been nice Yeah, it was
0: great station fire talk. It would have
1: been nice to hear some uh Ghostbusters two breakdown.
0: You're right, Bob. That was some really fun station fire talk.
1: Found out about Vigo, the master of evil. Tried to battle my boys. That's it's not, not legal. legal. I mean, come See? on.
0: See, could have had it. It's a great rap. Could have had that moment. <laughs> great rap song. We listen to that constantly in this house because my two boys are way into Ghostbusters. Right? Mm-hmm. All the way in. The movie's a little weird, revisiting it. Two? Two.
1: Yeah, two's weird.
0: All right, here Let's it is. Let's do the top ten. The top ten. One thing I totally forgot in um, Ghostbusters 2 is how staggeringly hot Annie Potts is. Like, oh, yeah. Janine, the secretary. Mm-hmm. So in 1984, Ghostbusters, she's frisky and cute. Right. And like a nerdy 1984 way. Super nerdy, way.
1: yeah. Big glasses.
0: 1989, they, they understood really what they had, Harold Ramis. They put her in very stylish, like quirky, like what Zoey Duchennelle would be wearing if she was What's her name? What's her name? Zooey Duchennelle. Uh In 1989, like circle black glasses and like a really tight black dress that she wears the whole movie. Yeah. Mwah. <laughs> Gross. Number one 80s babe. <laughs> Number one? In the nerd category.
1: All right. I'll think about that.
0: definitely the hottest nerd that fucks Rick Moranis. <laughs> That's, there's an assumption that she's banging him. You I never the, see the, it. The
1: mom in hunting, hunting the kids is frisky. Yeah, she was
2: good. All right, this is
0: 311. <laughs> no, this is The Cure.
1: Where did that come from? 311. God. This reminds you of 311?
0: No, they did the cover. Oh, Jesus, Bob.
1: I don't know. I don't know 311's catalog. We,
0: I think we played it when we did. Did we do a 311 podcast? We did something <laughs> 311 adjacent.
1: I think we 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 alluded to it. Maybe we shouldn't do this podcast they, anymore.
0: They covered Love Song, and it was on the 41st States That's what it was. Adam Sandler yes. sexually takes advantage of the coma patient right. movie.
1: Yeah, I can't remember anything. Oh, I'm your boyfriend. That's yeah. Uh, fuck. Yeah. I fuck, lo- I like The Cure a lot. We we never talk about the Cure, you and me. We've never talked about the Cure ever.
0: No, because we miss them in terms of. I feel like if um, if we were five years older, yep. we would both really be into. Them. I agree
1: with that. I was. This is my go-to. I was um, drunk alone in a hotel room four days ago, and as I was passing out, this is the uh, band I put on. Like my wife
0: was at the lawyer's office. They are no, no. Paperwork. I was I
1: was in a different city. I was I was away for work. Mm. But uh, this Your is my. Is functionally. This over. is my go-to. It's all because of the podcast. This is my go-to, drunk or stoned. I'm passing out music. Mm, I like. I cure. really. I really like the cure for that. Yeah.
0: Good choice. There is. There was a devastatingly depressing. As you know, <clears throat> when my relationships crumble with a woman, my first instinct is to make a playlist of sad music to send to her. I don't know why. <laughs> um and uh, when I broke up with my college girlfriend mm-hmm. slash she broke up with me right uh, I remember track thirteen of thirteen was pictures of you Oh, great song off disintegration which is a fucking perfect song um in fact I will tell you this Bob after revisiting and love song is like a perfect song
1: yeah love song so good
0: um and the, uh, I'm gonna revisit. I'm going to visit Disintegration, the album, because I've never really listened to a Cure album. I love every single, essentially, that Mm -hmm. I've ever heard from them, uh, but I've never really dug into an album before.
1: You know, um, what kind of introduced me to the Cure is more than just the Friday I'm in Love Band or just from the singles was South Park, one of their first, you know, 12 episodes. They had Robert Smith as a guest voice. And at the very end of the episode, Kyle yells, Disintegration is the best album ever. And I remember reading at the time in like Rolling Stone or whatever that they were huge Cure fans. And because I was obsessed with South Park, then I was like, I need to listen to Disintegration. But pre-streaming, I wasn't going to go out and buy the album. So I had to wait like 20 years to really get into it.
0: That's like a real like kind of mono-culture, monoculture story there. It really is. That you would like this cartoon a lot and then when you read in a magazine
1: read and rolling stone read yeah.
0: and rolling stone that that reference is because they like the band you got into the band
1: it's like when albert hammond wore a yeah yeah yes pin on snl and you're like well that's a band i have to like now
0: right yeah by the way in the um, wikipedia opening um graphs for disintegration it closes as it always should with ste Stephen thomas Erlewine of okay. all music called Disintegration the, quote, culmination of all the musical directions the Cure were pursuing over the course of the 80s. Now, that sounds like an album I want to be into. Sounds
1: like a reviewer you want to be into.
0: Inside of. Yeah,
1: exactly. To make things clear
2: No when to face the truth And I know that the moment
0: is he if you have a purely sexual relationship with a prominent music critic does it count as cheating in your heterosexual marriage
1: that's all you and your wife have to negotiate those terms ahead of I time can.
0: can you negotiate it afterwards
1: a po- a little like post snap no, yeah. no i think you got to i think you got to get ahead of that one
0: Okay, thank you. Get ahead so of that. So open your eyes
2: see who I am And not who you want
0: from me Is this the first Latino artist that's ever been on this podcast? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Rome from Sublime with
0: Rome. Does that count? I oh, here oh, I <laughs> forgot about this song. Doesn't this seem like we talk about it with a, with friends, you know, off screen fucking? Yeah. Doesn't it feel like this might have been the song that Zach corked Kelly for the first time? This was playing.
1: Like after the prom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He just like corked her to this.
1: This feels right because Zach, for all of his like machismo, was pretty lame.
0: Do you think Zach would be cool about the situation, or do you think it would be problematic? The nature of how he deflowered Kelly Kapowski.
1: <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like to this song?
0: If you revisit Say by the Bell, there's that great Funny or Die running um, series. Oh, like Zach, Zach Morris, Morris is, is a scumbag or something? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zach Morris is trash, it's called. Okay. Highly suggested if you're a yeah. Say by the Bell file. Um, but in addition to reinforcing that, almost every episode of Say by the Bell showcased what a piece of shit Zach was. He was really wretched toward women, and specifically the women that were in his life close. Uh-huh. I would imagine he was not very good to Kelly and was very manipulative to her in a lot of ways. Well, much
1: like Adam Sandler in Fifty uh, First Fifty First Days, he uses black magic constantly. Well, to he stops fuck time. <laughs> he literally stops time to get an advantage to fuck the girl of his dreams. So, yeah, he was not the best boyfriend.
0: So this is Gloria Stefan. Um, don't want to lose you. And... Um, I don't have a lot to say about this. I do you're, remember it.
1: You're a biggest Stefanite, right?
0: I'm not. I, is she a minority owner of the uh, Miami Dolphins?
1: She is. Yeah. The uh, Miami I Gloria like Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine, like that. She was one of my mom's favorites in the '80s. So I feel like there was a Gloria Estefan tape that Your got, mom was so woke that got played a lot. Suburban mom for Pearl in the 80s, River, for Pearl was, River that was. was yeah.
0: Like, I like the Miami Sound Machine. <laughs> that was, was very progressive. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they had you know they had some bangers. They did. Then there was that bus accident. Remember that was a big deal.
1: It was kind of a big deal
0: because she got she got a titanium rod that essentially replaced her back or something. It was <laughs> hardcore. It really it fucked up their career because they were essentially Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine were like the biggest thing going. They were, huge. and then that happened, and I I don't know if they really recovered. Well, but now she momentum wise,
1: she's doing all right. She owns part of the worst team in football. So she's doing okay.
0: The worst team literally of all time. Yeah. All right. That was number nine. Don't want to lose you. I don't want to look it up. By the way, I bet um, it did well.
1: uh, I don't know if you saw, we haven't talked about this, that they're doing some sort of uh, peacock NBC reboot of say by the bell. Have you seen this?
0: I did see that
1: where it's like Zach Morris is the governor of California. And I can't remember what the full plot is. But when I saw that, I immediately emailed my manager with the link to the article and said, get me in the fucking room. Oh, that's good. If there's anybody ready to write some sort of say by the bell fan fiction or whatever, I'm the guy.
0: That's, that's absolutely a job that you were born for. (laughs) And I support you uh, and your quest for that. One thing I did a little, um, I did a little research when I heard about this, they caught Gosler, Mark Paul Mm Gosler, or Zach Morris at an airport and they asked him, You know, are you going to be involved? And he claimed that no one approached him to be in the show, which seems like 101, the fucking first thing you do. If he's telling the truth, that show is already doomed to not approach.
1: No, that's a bad move. Bad move.
0: Because then it's like they're it's clear they're overthinking the whole thing. And they're like, oh, this show is not going to be about Zach. Zach is going to be adjacent. He's that you'll never actually see Zach Morris. That's the hook of the show.
1: Fuck, Fuck you. you. Don't do that. You
0: don't get it. You don't get it. And by the way, Zach was like, Yeah, if they talk to me, I would be interested. So you have a chance to have Zach Morris in your say by the bell reboot. And you're not gonna have him. He's know?
1: putting on the Zeke Havaricis to be on Fallon. He'll do the reboot on the He'll Peacock. What
0: we're gonna
2: do right here is go back.
1: Yeah. man, Where are we going? Is it the second Latina artist we've had on the podcast? We're on fire.
0: (laughs) This is good. This is progress, Bob. So this is Nina Cherry, which is a name that rings a bell. I'm not familiar with her her catalog or the song. Maybe the the chorus will help. Uh, But as a nine-year-old in 1989, in the satellite suburbs of new york city this one didn't get to me
1: yeah i need to wait for the chorus
0: all right i think this is it is this hot sunday i was going to fucking say that same thing <laughs> <laughs> this sounds
1: like the band from the one episode of saved by the bell where there was like the behind the music
0: kelly kapowski story.
1: yeah kelly oh no Lisa yeah this Turtle. is the, this is not the zack attack this is this Kelly Kapowski, Yes Kelly Kapowski Lisa Turtle yeah. Jesse Spano With their like Pop Zach band Zach was the manager Of course he was Yeah Piece we, of shit We definitely fucked him over In royalties and whatnot But This is what that sounds like I own the Stay by the Bell soundtrack And uh, yes, do. This does sound like Something that would be on it
0: And if you're looking To place Where that is That's the Caffeine Pills episode
1: Of course Jesse was being Really Really She's just Really ridiculous <laughs> Really had a lot going on with school and the band. and yeah. But that
0: was Zach's fault, too, because he pushed her to keep. Um, she didn't want to do Hot Sunday. She said, I need a break uh, because I have Mr. Tuttle. He's riding his heart at this midterm. And uh, <laughs> a- and I can't do two things. And Zach basically said, you have to you do have it. To. Everyone's counting on you. Yeah. And then she developed a drug addiction.
1: He's like a young Lou Pearlman, just pushing him past the brink.
0: All right, Nina Cherry, good job. Hope she's doing them okay. Yeah, I've never heard
1: that song before in my life.
0: Now, this is weird. So, you know the Bee Gees, right?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Did you have anyone in your life that liked the Bee Gees? Nope, nobody. I was told after my one of my grandfathers passed away that he liked the Bee Gees. And mm-hmm. I remember being just blown away by that. And I found that really unusual. Um, but they were so huge in the 70s That I guess it checks out They, w- they would have a lot of fans Right uh, Here is a song called One That was on uh, Released in 1989 And was a significant billboard hit
1: Who's that kind
2: like, mean? of
1: not familiar with
2: it love it <laughs>
0: it actually makes a lot of sense because uh, they were on the train of the monkeys had the big comeback the Beach Boys had the big comeback right so all of a sudden people were down with these 70s acts popping up with a comeback album so the Bee Gees got on the way got a top 10 single out of it I like it I like the sound I mean, if you, I, we, neither of us are BG's guys, but um, I've watched, I think, a Behind the Music and read a few things that they were legitimately seen as uh, kind of pop geniuses. Like, they yeah. were pretty incredible songwriters.
1: Well, I just think about their disco-y sound, but, like, they have a lot of songs that are more kind of like this that are legitimately... Is this our
0: favorite song ever?
1: This might be my favorite song ever, yeah. She's
2: this love is to and I should be
0: one. I'm in. <laughs> Who knew? I don't think it's gonna make our playlist, but I I respect it. It's gonna
1: make one of my playlists when I'm alone listening. i'm not not, i don't have to masturbate to it i could just enjoy it in the car while masturbating now now wait wait, who's yelling you okay
0: all right let's move on where where are we in the countdown number six okay oh now let's see now if i I recall from this
1: point on in the countdown we know everything yes
0: we're back in the suburbs now (laughs) (laughs) it's safe that was uncomfortable (laughs)
1: Oh, this is not safe at
2: all. Eighteen in life in Charlie. Eighteen and life to go no time is time, baby Eighteen and to go Eighteen in life, you got Eighteen
0: in life, to So we were in fourth grade in 1989. We were in the same fourth grade class. Mr. Fruman.
1: Mr. Fruman, well, Miss McGrath, who yes. then begat the class to Mr. Fruman.
0: Miss McGrath came, fell ill? Yes. I believe that was the party line?
1: Very early on in the school year, Miss McGrath uh, was out sick, and Mr. Fruman was the sub who then became our permanent teacher for the rest of fourth grade.
0: So, Mr. Fruman was a strange, strange man. He he was older, but probably not as old. He's probably 10 years older than us now. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, or probably. 15.
0: But he seemed to be 60. In his sixties, when we were nine, he
1: kind of had like a Humpty Dumpty look to him. Yes. When, I, when I think back to him,
0: and he, but he drove a Camaro for
1: some reason which, that didn't fit at all.
0: Which maybe was a red flag in retrospect.
1: Like you think an the elementary
0: uh, school teacher, an the, old creepy-looking elementary school, teacher you think teacher the pro River school district
1: should have like uh, maybe stopped right then uh, and I don't there, have flagged him there, asked a few questions? Yeah.
0: Um, so he took over as the sub, and uh, essentially taught us the balance of the year, which was more than half the year. And we never learned a thing.
1: Goddamn thing.
0: Ne- it, the entire day, every day was recess.
1: Because it was that thing where when you have a sub in the beginning, you're just like fucking with your sub and you don't respect them. And you're lying about even the schedule of what you do for the day. And you're like, Mr. McGrath, let's just have recess after lunch. And he's like, okay, let's go have recess.
0: Right. He's we a big an, old dummy. He didn't care.
1: That's supposed. To, that's fine if that happens for a week. We had that the entire duration of fourth grade.
0: Now, I have a, I have a, a theory on this. That I honestly believe that that, I couldn't only speak for myself, set me back when we then transitioned to junior high the next year. Right. Because we essentially did not do fourth grade.
1: Right. No, we skipped In fourth grade. In terms of
0: what the lesson plan was, what how you're supposed to develop educationally, we didn't do any of that. There was a lot of social development, hanging out with our friends. And I remember all the time just drawing. everybody there was a group of us i don't know if you were in the group but we all were like we all made our own comics so i had this comic called johnny Fartzenbaker. no not johnny Fartzenbaker. super kemso he was johnny kemso (laughs) okay and it was like a superhero comic strip and that was the only thing i really did at school and then i played outside or inside the entire time i remember
1: i remember a lot of flyers up a lot of kickball a lot like an absurd amount of sting flyers up and kickball your cousin matt was in that class too right no. No, he wasn't? Okay. No. Brian my, Brown, was Brian Brown in that class?
0: I don't think he was, actually.
1: BFBB was not in that class?
0: No, I don't think he was.
1: Big fat Brian Brown was not in our class.
0: Big boned Brian
1: Brown. No, no, BFBB was his name, Dan. Shut the fuck up. Bfbb. friend. Brian Brown was Dan's uh, last best friend after I before I took the reins, <laughs> and uh, he was a big fat kid.
0: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good kid. I, I don't know where he is. I haven't... He never, whether it was Friendster, MySpace, Facebook, never showed well, up. he's
1: got a stupid-ass name that you can't ever look up because it's Brian Brown. I'm so
0: sick of your bullshit, Bob. And I, I'll tell you this, you know Bob. What? Google if, Brian Brown. If Brian didn't go off the radar, um, he would be my best friend. He'd be in this fucking grave. No, he wouldn't because he couldn't and fit you'd be in. in and He would be, be in a fucking grave. He
1: wouldn't be able to fit in this garage because he was BFBB. You'd have to burn the thing down like Gilbert Grape because this is where he would die and you have no choice. <laughs>
0: Skid Row got the shaft there, but... Um, <laughs> it's a really good song. It is a good song. And you want to hear like a um, a murderer's row of hair metal, singles. They dropped Youth Gone Wild, 18 in Life, and I Remember You, back to back to back in 89. They were the biggest thing going. And in that fourth grade class uh, with Mr. Fruman uh, on cruise control, um, I remember a couple of the cool kids had Skid Row shirts.
1: Yes, fourth grade was the grade where I remember lying about liking heavy metal to kids to fit in
0: There were a couple of Metallica shirts, yeah. I remember There was a Skid Row shirt Guns and Roses, yeah uh, And none of that was, all that was completely foreign to me I remember, uh, But it just I, seemed very cool to kids that had it I
1: remember a kid asking me if I liked Cinderella once and I had to
0: You got like, caught in a lie, right?
1: Well, I bit my tongue because I was like there's no way this kid means the fucking
0: Disney movie
1: <laughs> Like, I didn't know how to answer it I was horrified But like that was That was just like Being a nine year old Like uh yeah, do, If I say yes Is he going to make fun it of a me? Trap? Is it was, a trap Is was Exactly yeah I was, I'm still scared to this day I'm still not going to answer it
0: Was that Tony Ciarelli
1: No I think it was Brian McLaughlin
0: No McLaughlin he, That was a guy you wanted to uh, impress Yeah you didn't want to let down Brian.
1: No, you had to say the right thing in that situation.
0: Power rankings. McLaughlin was number one with a bullet. Oh, with a
1: bullet. No, Nobody was even close.
0: Mike Butler, I always looked up to him because he was such a fantastic athlete.
1: Was he cool in elementary school, though? I don't remember him being that he cool. He was
0: because school. he was, him and Brian were just elite athletes. Great <laughs> kickball players. Yeah, great kickball players. Uh, Zach Heisner.
1: Colin Lowney was higher than Heisner. In fact, I'd put Colin probably at number two.
0: Billy McShane had some pop McShane was not cool at all what are you talking yeah, about yeah he was he had pop
1: McShane had pop he had I don't connection
0: remember. he had direct, he had a direct access line to McLaughlin they were buddies Tony Ciarelli was the rough he was like the Donnie Wahlberg
1: Tony Ciarelli came over to my house one day in like 5th grade to beat me up
0: <laughs> what would you
1: do we just like him and Brian McLaughlin came over because Brian was my friend in elementary school. No, he wasn't.
0: See, you were all mixed up. No, you
1: I You thought these people were your Brian friends. Brian was my friend in elementary you school. You thought the popular kids were to go your to, friends, but you were, his, were never truly I used to go to his house all the time cuz he lived there. So all why away.
0: did he go with his buddy to beat this, the fucking shit out of Now we're in
1: 5th grade, him. things changed. Anthony's Tony Ciarelli did not like me. And then one day Tony and Brian <laughs> showed up to my house to, to quote unquote play. And, <laughs>
2: oh, wow. And we
1: went in the uh, backyard, Ooh. and I remember we were like playing like Good soccer. Conspiracy. We were playing like soccer or something. I remember Tony was like trying to like knock me down and like get into a situation where we could like fight.
0: Why was he angry with you? I don't Fuck know. His girlfriend. Or
1: it, our lockers were next to each other. Cirelli Castrone. We were right next to each other, and it just began. So? I don't know. That was enough. <laughs> that was enough in 1990.
0: I, I don't know. Yeah, but your timeline's off because McLaughlin was not in Pearl River anymore. Oh, you're right.
1: Fuck. So, oh, you know what? So I'm safe. Me and Brian were friends in elementary school. No, you Tony came with somebody else in uh, middle school. I can't remember who he came with, but Tony did come to my house to uh, fight me. <laughs> but how do you my, know that mom, if it never actually and,
0: developed into a fight? And my mom just let him in
1: because I found out like afterwards that that's what was
0: happening. Interesting. All right, this is Janet. <laughs> fucking I love every Janet Jackson single ever. I love every Jackson single. Michael, Janet, give me all of
1: it. Yeah, I hope that every time you cash your big fat paycheck from the NFL, you feel good about yourself <laughs> collecting money from this conglomerate that ruined one of our best songstresses. Oh, from the it. 80s and 90s. I hope you're if happy. I, if anything, I hope you're happy with this Timberlake's fault. No, it's all of your faults. And everybody, the media, man, everybody at the NFL should feel horrible.
0: It was the lamestream media. You
1: deprived us of twenty years of Janet Jackson.
0: She was done. She was cooked.
1: No, she had a lot more in her.
0: She had a great run. That's the thing that I will say. And Bob, you know, Bob, if he was a broadcaster, would give people a little more context. But I think Super everybody Bowl, knows Janet's titty comes out.
1: <laughs> if I was a broadcaster, <laughs> I would say Super Bowl Janet's titty comes out.
0: Jenny, uh, Janet's synthetic C cup pops out and uh, <laughs> and she's doing a performance at Timberlake. This was the Panthers Patriots Super Bowl in January 04. And uh, it leads to sweeping regulation changes with the FCC, all connected to that. Um, and Janet Jackson's career, so the narrative goes, never recovered. Never recovered. And Justin Timberlake, the, the wholesome white boy who was also involved, uh, just cruised and became the biggest star of the decade, essentially, in pop music. Now, I want to throw this out there. Do I think Janet got banged in a big way? Absolutely. And Timberlake deserves heat for uh, not falling on the sword more, not riding with her. He basically said that it was a wardrobe malfunction Mm -hmm. and didn't defend her and let her take the heat. But it should also be said that Janet's like breakout was about 1986 or so. This was early 2004. And I'm not trying to be mean as goes for every major pop artist. There is a shelf that you, you can max do 20 years. Typically mm-hmm. she was at the end of the cycle. It wasn't like she was going to be put out hit singles for another 10 years. And that doesn't mean what I'm saying is that does not mean that it's okay that it played out that way. But this idea is like, Janet would still be the biggest star in America today if it wasn't for that piece of shit, Justin Timberlake, or in your case, the NFL.
1: Look, you got to think what you got to think. Say what you got to say to justify that dirty fucking money that you're <laughs> collecting every week. Whatever whatever you need to go to sleep at night, that's fine.
0: I sleep well. All right. I I'm love sorry, Janet. Janet. That song's a good song. Not my favorite. I My favorite Janet is early 90s Janet. Yeah, mine too. Uh Lowercase Janet, period. If Janet.
1: If Janet.
0: Yeah. Cup and and the Titties. Yeah. Janet. Yep. Yep. Album cover. Yep. Yep. All those singles were incredible. The Dance Bangers, Mm -hmm. the slow Slow song with Tupac. Yeah. Well, not with Tupac, but from the Tupac movie, Poetic Justice, which Uh is a great movie. Right all the way through Scream with Michael Mm -hmm. in 96. Again,
1: a famous titty grab in that one as well. (sighs) With the bikini. Yep.
0: All the way through some of those late 90s bangers she had. What a career. I would see Janet Jackson in concert. How about that? Oh, how about that? I would see her. And I believe she does tour regularly now. She's okay. She's okay. Whatever
1: you have to say. Whatever you have to say to feel better about yourself.
0: This is me at night. (laughs) All right, here we go. Where are we? We are inside the top five now, Bob. And uh, let's see. Janet, one of my favorite female artists of all time. Now we're going to hear from my favorite female artist. I love this. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. This is number five, Bob. Here we go. Oh, yeah. It's actually number four.
1: doing the dance that you see people do a pride?
0: <laughs> That's good. the
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Speaking of monoculture, about Madonna was the you know, outside of Michael Jackson, the biggest star of the 80s, right? Yep. Listen to this Murderer's Row. Cherish was the last big hit of the 80s for her. I'm going to go through every hit very quickly here, leading up to Cherish in late 1989. Holiday, Lucky Star. These are all in a row, by the way. It's not like shitty single, shitty single, right. never heard of it. The- These are all one after one. Holiday, Lucky Star. Borderline, Like a Virgin, Material Girl, Crazy for You, Angel, I don't know that one, Into the Groove, Dress You Up, Live to Tell, Papa Don't Preach, True Blue, Open Your Heart, La Isla Bonita, (laughs) Who's That Girl, Like a Prayer, Express Yourself, Cherish. Like 15 straight massive singles in a row released over a seven year span.
1: What's your favorite one out of all of the ones like you just prayer. said? Like a Prayer.
0: I think that's one of the best songs in the 80s. Yeah. That would be prob- probably on my Mount Rushmore of 80s songs.
1: I think if I had to listen to one right this second, I would want to listen to Dress You Up. I think that's the one that uh, hits me in the sweet spot these days. But they're, they're yeah, all amazing songs.
0: There's a lot of different types of Madonna songs. If, it was, if you want to go like a straight, like just fun dance song, Into the Groove, I would right. stand for Into the Groove. I mean, she's awesome. And this is kind of just like a fun... It's Madonna-like.
1: She's just having fun out there. Yeah, just having
0: fun out there. What are we doing on Madonna podcast? We got to do it soon. What was the hottest Madonna era?
1: Did you find her hot? I feel like this is something we've talked about, didn't we? Steer <laughs> <one>. Iquan <laughs> Yes. Uh, not, you know, I don't know what we have. Um
0: Hottest Madonna era.
1: Well, I found her hot, again, we were like zero through zero to ten, like when Madonna put out all of those songs. So I just knew that Madonna was pretty and you know, like I didn't know what hot was, but she was like Does, you know, Go know ahead, Bob, dig out of this. Trying to figure out how
0: Sometimes to do He's like, I don't want to go out there like saying what I feel about people physically. I've never I never be said run that. out of my business.
1: I remember being like, when was um like Material Girl? That was like when we were like four.
0: Yes. I remember but I'm it- saying you could look back and say what would what was the most of right now as a thirty nine year old man, what's the hottest Madonna era?
1: The one that fucked vanilla ice.
0: Vogue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Breathless. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very fair. I'm going to go outside the box. No,
1: not only because she fucked Vanilla Ice, though. That's the only <laughs> thing.
0: I'm going to go outside the box and go with erotica era Madonna.
1: Wait, wasn't that the one that fucked Vanilla Ice? No, because. Wasn't he in the sex book? Like Warren Beatty and Vanilla Ice were in the sex book? I don't know. I think so.
0: Um. Oh, no, we, no, no, I take it back. I had the wrong one. Take a bow era Madonna. Oh, you loved that She's Madonna. Banging the Bullfighter.
1: you That was your favorite Madonna. I remember that.
0: I might have had that on VHS.
1: You definitely did.
0: And I'll leave it at that. All right, here we go.
1: You could have left it at that. It was implied. The sound effect, not necessary. What are you talking about?
0: Nothing. Speaking of things that Bob jerked off to. For <laughs> me. I'll be right there, Bob What was that? Back time, <laughs> Bobby, breakfast is
1: ready Just wow. give me a minute The greatest butt video of the 80s <laughs> I take back those words that I Bobby, your eggs are getting cold and you'd <laughs> I was nine I don't know
0: why I What was that starting to What? Why? Yeah When did I start The thing
1: That thing Yeah Years later Not at nine
0: What was the first time
1: The very first time Like 20 minutes ago
0: For me Northridge Earthquake
1: (laughs) You felt it all the way in Pearl River That was the day That was 94 right January January 94 A little late I think I was probably also January 94
0: all right, Cher. I take back those words that you, that surprised me. I feel like you would have no, been I was there. late. I was very or late. I was scared of it. I give them all to you. This is the video when all the sailors ran the train on Cher, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they did that. That was implied on the, uh, in the video. The USS Intrepid. <laughs> was it the Intrepid? Yeah. Did you ever take a tour of the Intrepid in New York City? Of course. I remember, like going on the Intrepid and just being like, "So this is where her butt was. This was it."
0: I, when I go on the Intrepid, it's more like, "Oh, so this is where Lex Luger body slammed Yokozuna <laughs> in the so body many, slam competition of so 1993." Many
1: historic <laughs> things. More important than the wars. Yeah, I don't care Intrepid. about the active military <laughs> missions. I only
0: care about shares butt. butt. And uh, Lex Luger body-slamming the evil Japanese man.
1: Nobody thought it was possible to pick up Yokozuna, but he did it.
0: Still the single worst um, event, not that I was there, but the single worst event to be at live ever would be... So the WW, WWF in their awkward period between the Hulk Hogan era and before the Attitude era, Yeah, they didn't know what to do. So they, this guy Lex Luger, who... Kind of had a bit of a Hogan vibe. They said, "Let's let's give let's push him."
1: Well, he was the most roided up. Like he, he was like the most muscular guy in the '90s.
0: Not only was he muscular, he was handsome. He, so they they packaged him. First, they tried him as a bad guy. He did
1: have one big flaw, though. Like as handsome and muscular as yes. he was, he did have a steel yeah, rod the, in his forearm. Yes, the so. steel
0: plate, which they use. He used sometimes as a weapon. Yeah, um, not cool. But they try to push him. First, he was the narcissist, Lex Luger. Of course. And then McMahon, Vince McMahon, uh, the the head of WWF, said, let's make him a babyface. Let's make him patriotic. Uh Let's basically go for it. Let's try to make him the biggest star in wrestling. So their big idea for July 4th, 1993 (laughs) at the USS Intrepid was to put a ring on the middle of the fucking aircraft carrier. And then there was Yokozuna, who was rest in peace. he, He had a heart attack because he was 700 pounds. Yeah. He was a 500, 600-pound um, dressed sumo, like a sumo, sumo, sumo wrestler. wrestler. Right.
1: But I think he was a sumo wrestler at some point in his career. Yes. yes.
0: And then he gained 300 pounds and became a professional wrestler. <laughs> and the entire premise of the event, for anyone that was there live, was who can body slam Yokozuna? So he would just stand in the middle of the ring, and then they had 300 guys, one by one, try to pick him up. And fail. And fail. Yeah. So the hook was, and this was you know, this was for the WWF superstars audience was that after 300 people fail and Yokozuna is getting ready to leave the ring. You're telling me <laughs> that we uh,
1: you're telling me that Barry Horowitz couldn't <laughs> slam because they, they, they went like deep into the roster no, to get to everybody to show up,
0: which by the way, think about this. Like all these guys think they have 4th of July off. And then Vince no. McMahon's like, no, you need to fly to New York. Hey, uh, stay at a motel. Hey,
1: Hacksaw, Hacksaw, Jim <laughs> Duggan, we need you to show up and not do something tomorrow. <laughs>
0: You need to be the the 212th guy to try to pretend to pick up this big sweaty Asian man. <laughs> so right as at the end of the event and if you're there you've been sitting there probably baking in the sun. It's July 4th in New York City on the top of a fucking aircraft carrier. And
1: knowing full well that if you were there just 4 years earlier, you could have gangbang share. And,
0: and instead you're here watching this giant fat man a helicopter. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> appears over the horizon and everybody's like what what it touches down out gets lex luger he pops out walks into the ring body slams yokozuna
1: and that was it he became a legend that day
0: and that was kind of the the peak of his career (laughs) yeah it never worked because he had no (laughs) um as it was he had no actual wrestling ability right which didn't stop hulk hogan but it did stop I can't oh, believe man. we're talking about this. There. All right. <laughs> so, Number, that was, uh, sh- do we have any other thoughts on Cher? Because I don't want to short Cher. Because she did have Believe 10 years later, which was almost more unbelievable that that was a hit right. than this was.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, this was one of those videos when you were nine years old, 10 years old, that was like, oh my God, I'm looking at a butt on TV. Like, I hope my mom doesn't come in. That's a butt. That was a big deal.
0: Because she was in like a, uh, so, I, by this time, she was probably in her mid-40s, but she, she was, was in she phenomenal was, shape.
1: She looked great. She was wearing the same jumpsuit that Lex Luger would wear th- four, th- four years <laughs> later, but it was like a onesie with her like both ass cheeks exposed, which was like became the number one punchline at the turn of the 80s into the
0: 90s. Wasn't she like, banging on the ba- Bagel Boy or something at that time? Bagel Boy. Or was that Liz Taylor? Somebody's banging the Bagel Boy at that era. That
1: sounds like Liz, a Liz Taylor kind of thing. But, you know, she was just... Uh, the Remember all the sailors on the a ship lot were of just sailors. like, yeah. they were And it, that it. would always be for like a decade later, like in the number three hottest video of all time. <laughs>
0: Which is like, I don't know. Man.
1: Cher's butt on the Intrepid.
0: Was anybody into Cher? Maybe if you grew up with Cher. Yeah, you'd probably you stick into, to it. But if you were a young, if you were a kid or an adolescent, you were just kind of like, what's what's mom doing up there?
1: Yeah. I don't well, know, not I mean, your mom. but Right. But just as a kid that just like seeing a butt was exciting enough. And, you know, her... Uh, her rack was looking good too at the time so you know it was enough at the did, time
0: did we sense that she was older did we have any probably cons- not yeah conceptual idea of what her background was
1: background like her butt
0: nice, nice. Good butt stuff butt stuff nice career though she get it in the 70s of course you see some that you 70s stuff 70s sure. yeah Arr. <laughs> <out the door. laughs>
1: swing nice
2: Black and white and faded, and it's looking pretty won't. I see the fact you that it worked, so in the back. The memories are grave, man, they're really coming back. I don't need to be the king of the world as long as I This
0: is what Nirvana saved us from, by the way. We're just ruined. Heaven is into
2: my way. No matter what your friends might say how I love
0: the way. This is warrant Was this the the brothers? No, that's Nelson. Nelson. But they looked like those guys.
1: They did. I mean, they all looked the same. This was the one. Like, there was some infomercial song in like the early two thousands, and this was like the anchor of it. So whenever I hear that "Heaven is," it just takes me like to that one commercial where it's like the biggest hits of the eighties. Yes, and this would like this was the hammer drop because it is such a great hook.
0: It reminds me, actually, now that you said that, when I was living in the dorms at Northeastern. Me and our buddy Mark Really late Those Time Life infomercials yeah. would come on And this was again during the file sharing era Yeah, And there was no Shazam There was no nothing So it was like And you didn't have You knew a lot of the songs But you didn't know the song titles And then if you could get the song titles You could search them And yeah. then get the mp3s So when those like Singers and songwriters of the 1970s Or best <laughs> yeah. of the 80s yeah when they were doing the scroll you just write them down oh, who is that who is yeah, that quick get it, it, down, it! yeah bang 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 and then you would download it would take like six weeks to get everything to find the right files that worked um but that was a good way to build your library yeah this time life countdown uh, or and then you could have like the
1: ironic hits that you needed in your playlist it's
0: like oh eddie money take me home tonight is now playing my party yeah because i stayed up late then. <laughs> this song is horrible this is terrible and I love I love like really lame power battle, ballads. But wait, so even in the context of power ballads, yeah. you don't
1: think this is one of the good ones? This does oh, absolutely I, nothing for me. I strongly disagree. Absolutely I think in nothing. this category this is
0: great. I mean there are a lot of people that agree with you as if you're gonna... the, the chart success indicates. Number two this week thirty years ago. I mean I get the chorus, it's a big chorus. But I feel like this type of song has been done so much better by the likes of Mr. Big and Extreme and mm. many other bands. I don't mm. know.
1: I mean, I don't want to have to fight for Warrant right now, but I think that there's nothing wrong with this.
0: I mean, it's harmless. It's so, it's so inconsequential that if you blow on it, it will just like scatter into dust Dude, and disappear into the of, ether.
1: That's most of the hair metal. That wasn't Motley Crue and, you know, even Poison to an extent.
0: But that song in particular and that band, when they, it's a total cliche, but when they talk about and then Nirvana showed up and blew everybody away, which was we talked about that on Nevermind show. Yeah, that was actually true. They did that. Yeah, they actually did do that. Or, you know, that's that's the effect that that album had. This is the exact song that I think of that was never heard again.
1: Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, it was never on, or at least on like MTV, alternative radio, or MTV. That
0: hack Brian Adams got a couple more hits. In he the was early able 90s. to sneak a
1: couple things past, but, but
0: never on like popular, like Hot 100. It was, he what? had to live on the PLJ circuit with a couple of his schlocky songs. Yeah, Brian Adams, what a tool! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where are we? Wait, are we at
0: the number? This one? is it. Number one song. You're this up? week.
1: You're just gonna start playing it before we thank our sponsors. 1989. Again, you're still you're still doing this thing. Well it's too late. Now it's time. now it's too late, yeah, yeah. I can't even
0: respect the people Why don't we do it after, them?
1: It's not the same. You need to leave a piece of content. <laughs> That's how you keep people sticking around.
0: Stop. A dead man singing, Bob. Show <laughs>
1: some respect. But still
2: I had to play this painful part. You me your little bitty finger with your magic smile. You kept me hanging on a lover's cross Wait a second. Oh, wow.
0: Wait a second. I've seen the Milli Vanilli behind the music. They, After they got busted for lip syncing, they put out an album with their actual voices. Is this it? I'm concerned that maybe they re-recorded because this guy can't sing at all. This
1: doesn't sound like a smooth produced hit from the 1989.
0: Oh wait. I think it is. Even the fake guy couldn't sing.
1: This sounds like the new
2: one.
1: This guy can't sing. This has to it be the new one. Different,
0: right? Let me find. Let's see.
1: Yeah, let's see. All right, this we're, is we're, not gonna, we're not going right? to edit this out. No, we're we're no, just going to say, "Yeah,
0: we're, we're on this adventure together." <laughs> but this sounds like a terrible singer. Milli Vanilli. I'm going to find the album version. What was the album it was on? Let's see. i got to find the Milli Vanilli discography. One moment.
1: Is this guy also trying to play the uh, alto sax right now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, here it is. All right. Here's the, here it is.
1: So, we're, so this...
0: This is the video. Okay. So this so would it has be to be the version. The
1: authentic 1989
0: version. Because if the guy is going to sound like that, why get the fake guy? <laughs> yeah, you don't need.
1: To I'm hire sure a these guy guys is.
0: could do it. Well, they were German. That's the one thing that nobody really put two and two together on it. Right. They're these like black German guys. So they had very harsh accents because I'm.
1: That's different, right? It's different.
0: Yeah. So they put their version on The Greatest Hits That's really funny That's pretty big But it's a lot you get, better I mean, you get what you pay for if you get the Milli Vanilli Greatest Hits like You're asking for
1: it You, you deserve every fucking <laughs> tragedy that hits you miss
2: you All the love I feel for you Nothing good make
0: me All right, Bob, let's say some thank yous
1: No, hold on, I don't want to miss the chorus I'm gonna
0: miss you, Good-looking guys, boys well, the light-skinned guy is a little weird-looking. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Is he the one that I can't remember? Rob Politis, I think his name. Yeah, we lost Rob after the behind the music too, which is especially tragic.
1: Yes, one of the best behind the musics of all time. Here we go. This part, all the way up. great video it
0: is a great video we'll send the video out uh, video we out have the, to uh, throwback pod twitter
1: oh my god i was all in on millie vanilli back in 89
0: what does it mean to be all in
1: i like enjoyed every i think i had a because i think i had a single to blame it on the rain interesting yeah i had a blame it on the rain cassette single and uh yeah he's painting but if tony ciarelli said like millie vanilli sucks i would have fought for them
0: that's probably why Tony wanted to kick the shit out of you. Because <laughs> Makes sense. he was wearing a Metallica shirt and you had Vanelli Vanilli. Singles.
1: I was all for Millie Vanelli. This is such a great video. There's
0: also an interracial romance going on here. Look it's a little that. ahead of its time. Way
1: ahead of its time.
0: Um, all right, Bob. Let's say thank yous.
1: Yeah. Well, why don't you do it? Fucking asshole.
0: I don't know who to say thank you to. Obviously, that was a problem. I do know. There's Kleini.
1: Kleini's back. Kleini's back awesome. in the 4040 club. And what,
0: he's in the Conseco Club.
1: He's in the Conseco Club. And
0: he's also in steroids.
1: The Soriano Club?
0: No, he never Soriano made Soriano never made it, right? I think he was, he like was 30, 41,
1: 39. 39, yeah. yeah. So close. Uh Clanny's back, but of course, uh, we have Courtney and Wyatt and Bruno the sponsor. I love Courtney and Everybody and at Patreon. Doc- a hero. Everybody at patreon.com slash throwback pod. Thank you for keeping this ship afloat for as little as two dollars a month. You keep this podcast coming and that's com- true and coming hard that's
0: tr- well i North hate Ridge, that baby. sound you've been doing northridge. that sound for
1: 30 years now northridge <laughs> all
0: right now we have to pick a song for our playlist the throwback podcast playlist which you find on apple music
1: and spotify
0: technically yes
1: i mean mostly spotify
0: all right bob let's uh let's figure this one out this is a tough one it is. I
1: have a couple of thoughts right off the bat.
0: I'd like to hear them.
1: I don't want Ciarelli coming after me, so we're not no. going to put Millie Vanilli.
0: You don't need that. You don't want that heat. I don't want that heat. You don't want him coming off a construction site all fired <laughs> up, gambling debts, drinking problem.
1: Yep. Uh and we can't we can't choose either of the songs outside the top 10 per throwback clause. Is it? 14B. I
0: thought we made the opposite rule.
1: We are not consistent <laughs> on whatever the rule is. I can't remember what the rule is. We should is.
0: choose whatever song we like the most, but I don't I'm not going to Pound the table for Don Henley, and I will never let uh great white. So on I think we're in playlist. the clear there.
1: Um I love the cure song. I liked that BG song out of nowhere. Really enjoyed Not that. Not enough for the
0: playlist though.
1: And we don't exactly. And uh somehow I don't think we have any Madonna on the playlist, so I'd be good with that too. So I think it's between the cure and Madonna for me.
0: Hmm. How do you feel? Hmm. Pure and Madonna is the right call. So the Northridge
1: earthquake was that? Did you find out about the earthquake after or during? Like, were you watching the news while it was?
0: You asked me if it was like an aphrodisiac.
1: I mean, or if it was just like uh, ancillary content that was happening while it was going down.
0: I think it was just one of those things. It must have already happened, otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to place it. Right. Um, but I don't think it's why it happened. Or maybe know, would, cosmically I would, I would it was. Really I don't know. Not. I don't know. Okay. I mean it was a bad earthquake. It wasn't, you know, devastation. Cause it'd be like <clears throat> using let's if if uh, somebody younger than us is like, Oh yeah, I'll always remember the first time, nine eleven. That's what I mean. Right. That's that's weird. a bad look. Bad look. Because you you know, you should not be in that. You should have
1: you should have known better at the time. <laughs>
0: that's but something there, you would want to forget.
1: An earthquake three thousand miles away, nobody would really Fault you. Fault you. Fucking did it. Did it. We got to do Madonna. Get me in the fucking room, Etai. Get me in the room for "Say by the Bell. I got a great fault
0: joke. I'm a little worried that um, a better Madonna song is going to come up down the line. And I'm going to feel like we used up our draft capital on Cheris, which is a perfectly fine Madonna single. But not my favorite. But it's also great
1: but you know what? you're also about to get big into the cure so maybe we'll have a cure episode at some point mm, very true yeah
0: all right there you go cherish Madonna the latest on the throwback playlist and guess what um, a wonderful woman on our Twitter feed piped in recently and made a comment along the lines of first of all it's just shocking oh it's it's a woman yeah right? weird What's enough to begin with right um, so that's always good and then uh, she said it's the best playlist yeah nostalgia best base playlist it is you're ever gonna find which is Fuck true yeah um, what up, Bob? It's so, so many different types of artists on the playlist. We have everything. And now even Madonna. So check it out um, wherever you get your music.
1: But like mostly Spotify. Follow us on Twitter it's at. Definitely Apple. ThrowbackPod, Instagram at ThrowbackPod, patreon.com slash ThrowbackPod.
0: Where were you? The first the time? Northridge. Earthquake
2: hit
1: Wait, lower it No, we can't go out like that You were just like staring a thousand yards That was horrifying For you, maybe It was really bad for me
0: Where were you, Ben? When the Northridge earthquake? No, when your earthquake hit
1: (laughs) I was uh, 33 Quake Lane Yeah go ahead the ground the ground shifted